Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. We're sometimes fortnightly, we're sometimes monthly. Sometimes we really struggle to get to the mic, it seems, these days. But I'm here, I'm back, I'm your host, Frank, and this is another one of my Think on Your Feet episodes. I just started uh, clapping my hands together in excitement, which is maybe not good for an audio medium. But you know that with these Think on Your Feet episodes, you get all the sounds of me at the desk at the table, playing the game, shuffling my cards. It's real. It's meant to give you the feeling that you're joining me at the table. I even use we rather than I most of the time to try and bring you into the story. And we're continuing our adventure of Subject 5U21 versus the Innsmouth Conspiracy. Loads to say, but I'm going to dive in and read the interlude that Peter left. Um, By the way, if you don't enjoy these interlude or text sections because you know the story well, I put timestamps in the description of Think On Your Feet episodes so you can skip forward if you just don't want to hear that bit. Most podcast apps now allow you to skip forward in increments of 15 or 30 seconds, so it's quite easy to control. But yeah, you can have a look at that if that's something you don't like. The Syzygy. Light flashes in your mind. Shadows drown your thoughts as the memory fades. You're lying once again on the rocky beach off the coast, your skull pounding in agony. Agent Harper leans over you with worry etched in her brow. Hey! Hey! You finally awake? You sit up, your muscles aching. It looks like the tide rose several more inches while you were out. The cold water laps at your ankles and soaks into your shoes. What happened, she says. What did you see? If the mission was successful, we read... Thanks, Peter, by the way. You tell Harper you remember your mission to find her in the interrogation of her kidnapper. She grins. Thanks again for that, by the way. I really did have things under control, though, she jokes. Do you remember anything after that? You shake your head. The last thing you remember was the mention of an organisation called the Esoteric Order of Dagon. Harper mutters a curse under her breath. That's unfortunate. But amnesia or not, at least I know I can trust you. Whether you remember it or not, you've come through for me in the past. Anyone investigator may add the Alina Harper story asset to their deck. So we chuck that in to Susie. We'll talk about her when she comes up. Don't worry, she says. I'll catch you up. There's a lot you still don't remember. Just then, a resounding crash of thunder echoes on the eastern horizon and a powerful wave smashes against the jetties. The sky is a deep crimson red behind blackening storm clouds that swirl around the sun and the moon. The celestial bodies hang together in perfect alignment. That can't be good. Harper's lips turn rigid with concern. Okay, new plan. Let's get back to Innsmouth. I'll explain what I know along the way. With a fragment of your memories returned to you, past events have become clearer. Each investigator may now spend the experience recorded under unspent experience in your campaign log. Now, the reason I'm reading this is, of course, there's this slightly out-of-order XP expenditure in Innsmouth, and it's my turn to spend XP, even though Peter played the previous scenario and it happened after him. And there's this extra wrinkle of playing Susie, where depending on the number of cards either devoured under Ravenous or devoured set aside, the inside Ravenous or outside Ravenous, I can't remember what I decided to call these two zones, that determines what XP we can spend as well. Peter forgot to check that at the end of the last episode, but he has since gone ahead and checked it for me, and I can tell you the results. So he went and reloaded the save, and he wrote, Set aside, a cursed follower, scroll of secrets, scroll of secrets, machete, an under-ravenous, enchanted blade, take heart, machete, talisman of protection, an art student. Which means, the eagle-eyed listener will have already calculated that, that's three guardian, three seeker, four mystic, two survivor, and zero rogue. 
which means unfortunately we're forced into a Mystic upgrade. Mystic is probably the class within this deck that I've focused on the least. You can see from the deck Mystic and Rogue are the sides where I've just gone for good stuff cards. And so I've not got a plan for like key Mystic upgrades to put in the deck. And we've only got 4 XP to spend. So that would have been perfect for two Pathfinders. With just one more Seeker card, we could have gone for Pathfinder. And two Pathfinders for this and Devil Reef would have been incredible. But I thought about fudging it. And then I thought, no, I'm not going to do that. We've checked the details. Now that I know the information, it seems unfair to fudge. So I've gone with some Mystic upgrades. What I've actually gone with is one backpack. I'm pausing there because I realized, ooh, neutral, but neutral is not a class, so that's we're not blocked by that. One backpack because we've got lots of items in this deck, machetes, scroll of secrets, enchanted blades, flashlights, and I love black pack. And then I got a really great suggestion from Mold of Mlem, one of our patrons, for Close the Circle, the Mystic Synergy card, 1xp. So I've put two copies of that in, and I've taken out those talismans of protection because they haven't really done any work. So... A bit, bit of the soak has come out. I took out a leather coat for the backpack so we don't have too much competition in the body slot. And yeah, let's see how this works. Bit nervous, but there we go. Anyway, that's upgrades done. I'm going to read all the intro to the scenario in a moment. I suppose other caveat is, as I said the previous time I played this, you know, some pretty heavy thoughts going on about Arkham. And mainly I'm saying this to remind myself, but to remind you, the listener, as well. You know, this is me kind of experimenting and trying to get a bit of a not even a reset just a, a re a new <laughs> a renew some sort of different approach to Arkham and not bullying myself too much if things don't go well okay in too deep let's dive in the sea rises steadily as you make your way along the coast towards the town of Innsmouth the sun and moon align over the distant horizon threatening a grim uncertain future you remember the layout of the town and several strange faces you met during your first days there, but nothing that transpired between then and waking up in that waterlogged pit. Agent Harper has been trying to fill you in, but with so many gaps in your memory, each explanation only perplexes you further. Ever since you came to Innsmouth, things have only gotten worse. It began with the locals. Each day they got rowdier and more hostile, especially to outsiders like you and me. Do you remember how nauseating some of them looked? Slimy, greyish skin, wide lips, bulging eyes, that sort of thing. Mm. Don't know if Susie can judge. You nod. Now that you've remembered, you almost wished you hadn't. It wasn't just the way they looked, either. Their hoarse voices croaked syllables barely resembling human speech, and they reeked of rotting fish. They're the ones who've been stirring up trouble recently. And that's not all. There are other creatures skulking around Innsmouth of late. I'm sure you've seen them, too. She shudders. There's some kind of connection between esoteric order of Dagon and those... things... Not sure what yet, but we'll get to the bottom of it if... Agent Harper's voice trails off as she climbs to the top of the headland. Whatever has her staring agape can't be good. You reach the top, pull yourself over the ridge, and see the same devastation she does. Innsmouth has been invaded. The same creatures you encountered in that sacrificial pit prowl the streets. Foul things from the depths of the sea, or perhaps beyond. They patrol the alleys and intersections searching for something. Hunting. Makeshift barricades block the various pathways through the town as water from the Minuxet River spills out onto the streets. No, this can't be, Agent Harper intones. A moment of silent gloom hangs between you. It's clear that Innsmouth is no longer safe. You inform Agent Harper that Agent Dawson left his vehicle near hers at the abandoned railway station on the western edge of Innsmouth. 
she nods, understanding. Right, we have to get to the other side of town, and fast. The sky above you is bathed in hues of violent crimson. With any luck, no more of that colour will be spilled today. Ooh. i got to say, this is actually probably one of my f- favourite scenarios. The setting is really evocative. It really is the first time you see the payoff of the time, um, different time periods of Innsmouth that we've had scary water pit, then we've had exploring around a town sleuthing, and then suddenly we have the same town but with a blood-red sky, water splashing everywhere. What a clever way of creating this sudden newness of a setting. Imagine if straight after vanishing we went into a sort of another return to the town and do a bit more exploring. I think one of Maxine's great strengths was her ability to do contrast scenario by scenario. Sometimes it leads to slightly gimmicky shifts or the text between scenarios doing a lot of heavy lifting. But I think in this instance it's set up really nicely in the deluxe box and so that you get to this point now and it's like oh wow awesome payoff for how weird things were when you began. So I really like it. Our chaos bag, we've got two skulls, two cultists, tablet and an elder thing. Skulls are minus one for each location to the east of your location on the same row. And there are three rows of locations here, each one with five uh, locations on the row. Cultist is minus two if you fail, move to the connecting location to the east, ignoring all barriers. You're swept by the sea bag. Tablet is minus three if you fail. Choose a connecting location with no barriers between it and your location. Place one barrier between the two locations. So that matters if we're going to clear a barrier because we're about to move on and then we start doing tests. We might actually end up inadvertently blocking our route. We'll talk about barriers in a minute. And elder thing is minus x. x is the number of barriers between your location and all connecting locations. So if you're in a location with four or five barriers, it's nasty. Two skulls, two cultists, one tablet, one elder thing. So unfortunately, we've got two cultists because I didn't get all the memories in scenario one, but that's okay. Agenda 1A, barricaded streets. In a second, all my plans were utterly changed. For if the southward highway were blocked ahead of me, I must clearly find another egress from Innsmouth. That's your boy H.P. Lovecraft, the shadow over Innsmouth. Two rules. Each suspect enemy loses aloof and cannot be parlayed with. And there's a forced effect. When your turn ends, if you're at a fully flooded location, take one damage. Six doom. There's only a single card in the act deck. It's through the labyrinth. Inhuman creatures patrol the streets of Innsmouth, hunting for you and more of your kind. You must make your way to the other end of town and escape. But perhaps more of your memories can be recovered if you explore the town of Innsmouth further. Our objective is get to the railroad station. That's top left. If each surviving investigator has resigned, advance. And as a free trigger, spend two clues as a group. Remove one barrier between your location and a connecting location. Connections in this scenario are orthogonal. I'm going to just run through the locations quickly as well. Top row, left to right, so west to east. We've got the railroad station, that's our goal. Then east of that, we've got Esoteric Order of Dagon, New Church Green, the Marsh Refinery, and finally House on Water Street. In the middle row, we've got on the left, on the west, the Little Bookshop, then First National Grocery, Innsmouth Square, Fish Street Bridge, and finally Innsmouth Harbour. And then on the bottom row, which is where we start, on the western end, we have Sawbone Alley, where the black key is, because that was the hideout location. We have Gilman House, Innsmouth Jail, Shorewood Slums, and finally the desolate coastline, which is our starting location. 
And in that column on the east, the rightmost column, the House of Water Street, Owensmouth Harbour, and then our location, they are partially flooded. So the water is already rushing into this location. So we're bottom right, we've got to get to top left. My preferred route for minimal barrier movement is to snake this. So go all the way to the top of this column, then west one, all the way to the bottom of that, then uh, west again, and then all the way up again, the middle row, uh, middle column, sorry, then west again, all the way south through the fourth column, and then finally Sorbonne Alley and up to the railway station. If you do that efficiently, you only need to remove one, two, three, four, five barriers total, so 10 clues. However, what I find is you normally end up having to remove more than that. The other reason that's a nice route to go is you pick up clues at the locations that are flooding and then leave them. And that can be useful. And of course, there's also keys scattered around for us to collect. There's no suspect enemy that's out for blood, so none of them come into play. We've set aside a bunch of enemies. And finally, barriers. So barriers have been set up around the various streets of Innsmouth. They're just resource tokens. If there's one or more barrier placed between two locations, we cannot move from one to the other, even if they're connected. And they can be removed using that ability and other abilities. And when a hunter enemy moves, after determining which investigator it moves towards, which would be me, it follows the shortest path not blocked by barriers. And if no such path exists, it ignores barriers. So it can be quite helpful to always have a path to us, as long as it's longer. So you could be standing next to an enemy, but as long as there's barriers between you and it, it would go the long way around to try and get to you. So you can do a bit of movement manipulation. And I think we're ready to start playing. Let's do opening hand and get going. By the way, it was so fun reshuffling the Susie deck. You forget just how gigantic it is. It's now just shy of 60 cards because of weaknesses and signatures and things like that. So it's just, it's a beefcake deck and it's really fun. You're basically double the size of a normal Arkham deck, more or less. So yeah, that should keep us going. What do we need to think about early on here? By the time you get to Fish Street Bridge, so we're going to go Coastline, Harbour, House on Water Street, Refinery, and then Fish Street Bridge. We really want to be statted up because that's our first particularly high shroud vacation. An early flashlight would be great here. Obviously, an ally would be great. Wow, this might be a garbage hand. We've got Medical Student, Rise to the Occasion, Overpower, Ward of Protection, and Toe to Toe. So Medical Student, we've got nothing to heal at the moment. Got no calling in favours to even proc that, so I think that's a mulligan. Do we keep rise and toe-to-toe? -toe? So we've got an enemy solution and a way of evading something and chuck overpower and water protection. I mean, water protection is always lovely, but it doesn't actually help us advance. It just keeps us stalling. And, and even considering chucking rise to the occasion, and there could be an argument for chucking this entire hand, and looking for assets we can play, your flashlights, your machetes, any economy. I'm going to do it. I'm going to chuck all five. I think that's right. If I start with toe-to-toe -to -toe and rise and don't draw any enemies, they're just dead cards and they're slowing our start down. So mulliganing five. We've got a scroll of secrets, working a hunch, calling in favours, Faustian bargain, an enchanted blade. Okay. I can work with that. I mean, my immediate thought there with seeing Scroll of Secrets is that's already better than all five original cards I drew. Enchanted Blade is great to get down first. There's maybe a kind of opening play of Blade, Secrets, Faustian. 
We've not got any clues, but then we're really nicely set up. No regurgitation here, no allies for calling in favours, so they're slightly, slightly awkward, but I think we can make it work. Right, desolate coastline, partially flooded. From here, you can still see the exit of the tidal cavern where you were trapped. The opening vanishes slowly as the tide rolls in. You shudder to think how things might have turned out if you hadn't escaped. It's too shroud and a clue. Card effects cannot place barriers between desolate coastline and connecting locations. So you can't get barriered in here, barrier blocked. Action one, I'm going to play Scroll of Secrets. Comes in with three secrets. And I'm going to exhaust it immediately. Here we go. Free triggered. Look at the bottom card of my deck. It's a lucky. Uh, I'll put that in my hand. That's fine. Action two, I'm going to spend three resources to play an Enchanted Blade. And action three, I'll play a Faustian Bargain, gaining five resources. So I'm back up to six resources. I've just spent four and gained five, so it's plus one. Two curses in the bag early on, but that's the way we go. No clues yet. That's the end of our turn. Upkeep. We draw two cards. Michael Lee and Laboratory Assistant. Laboratory? Laboratory Assistant. Laboratory Assistant. I think Laboratory. <laughs> um, what do we slot? Do we slot the Laboratory Assistant? We play Michael and we try and roll with Michael early on, get our stats up that way. Do we slot the calling in favours? No, we keep calling in favours, I think. And potentially we do Michael Lee for a while. And if we need to bounce Michael Lee back to hand to fetch another ally, which then we let die and we then play Michael Lee again. Maybe. I feel like there's a correct play here <laughs> lurking on the edge of my awareness, but I can't quite grok it. And it involves calling in favours laboratory assistant and Michael Lee, but I can't see how to do it. I think we put the laboratory assistant underneath Ravenous. So we go up to twos across the board, we get a resource, and we place our first Doom, one of six. Our encounter card is... It's an Innsmouth Troublemaker. Four fight, three health, two evade. Spawn, location with the most clues. Well, that's where we are. Hunter. And as an action, you can place one of your clues on your location to parlay. Exhaust the Troublemaker. It does not ready during the next upkeep phase. This ability may be triggered by an investigator at a connecting location. Well, that's not going to help. What do we want to do this turn? We really want to get this clue and move on. I wouldn't mind having Michael Lee down when we get the clue, because after you successfully investigate, you get resources which would build us up. But is there an easy way of us playing Michael Lee without getting a hit? Not really. I'm wondering with that two evade and with a lucky in hand, maybe I just try and evade action against the Innsmouth Troublemaker. Let's scroll of secrets to start. See what's on the bottom of our deck. It's a take heart. Let's have that in hand. So we could first action evade, second action play Michael Lee, buy the clue here, move on. That's one option. So then the other line is, I could play Michael Lee, play working a hunch to get the clue, but that doesn't actually, it's only after you successfully investigate. It's not after you just gain clues that you get evidence, which is leading me to think first action is evade with regret. Two on two evading. Pretty nasty. Do I put Take Heart in? No. Elder Thing. There's two barriers around us, so that makes us a zero on two. So we'll pay one and be lucky. The Innsmouth Troublemaker is evaded. We'll pay another two and buy this clue. We've got two actions left. 
We'll go broke to play Michael Lee. And then last action, we'll move into the Innsmouth Harbour. <laughs> I just, I'm not sure if it'll stay in in the edit. I just talked for a while about killing the Innsmouth Troublemaker being so important to not have someone chasing us behind. But, <laughs> and here I go and I've left it. Problem for another day, I guess. Let's see. Let's see if that's the wrong play. It's a really interesting one. Even the town's once bustling harbour is deserted. The angry tide has consumed much of the docks and toppled several ships into the ocean. If this continues much longer, there won't be much of a harbour left at all. It's one shroud and a clue. After you enter this location, move to the house on Water Street. That's a reaction ability. It's kind of nice. And double action parlay, remove one barrier between this location and the connecting location. I love the idea of the move forward, but I think the clue is more important. So we stay here. That was a pretty hand-intensive turn with kind of struggling a bit for cards in hand just to calling in favours and a take heart. Enemy phase, nothing. Upkeep, we've got a hunting troublemaker behind us. We draw two cards. They are a second take heart and a toe-to-toe. -to -toe. So I'll put one of the two take hearts straight underneath Ravenous. We're up to two cards underneath and threes across the board for our stats. Well, three, four, four, three, because Michael Lee gives us a double stat boost and we're on one resource. Wow, the Faustian bargain money went so fast. Two Doom. We've already basically drawn more enemies than Peter did in The Vanishing. We draw Pulled Back. Revelation. Test Willpower 3. If you fail, move to the connecting location to the east, ignoring all barriers, then place each key you control on your location. This is super generous for us because we're at the easternmost location. We have no keys to drop. So we're just going to take this and hope not to draw a tablet. Minus one. Fail. I could have put a take heart into that, but I'll save it for when I need it, I think. Let's try and get motoring now. We'll scroll of secrets again. Let's see what's on the bottom of our deck. It's the thing that follows. Well, let's go for a discard of that straight away. Thank you, Scroll of Secrets. And that is now a lovely empty Scroll of Secrets that if we want to, as a free trigger, we could devour and build our stats up. I don't think we want to do it yet because we want to. We don't have regurgitation yet, so let's, let's cool our jets. But first action, we'll investigate. Four on one. Minus three. I love that. Get a clue and a first evidence on Monsieur Lee. Second action, let's head up to the house on Water Street. Decrepit and apparently abandoned, the house is unlocked and oddly inviting. It's two shroud and a clue. It says forced. After this location is revealed, randomly choose one of the set-aside face-down keys and place it on this location without looking at it. And there's a free trigger here. Choose and discard one card from your hand to parlay, remove one barrier between this location and the connecting location. So unknown key, one clue, partially flooded. There is one barrier between it and the Marsh Refinery to the west. And so we've got obviously the free trigger spend two clues ability to get rid of a barrier. We've also got here free trigger lose a card to get rid of a barrier. Enemy phase, the troublemaker hunts one. It's just behind us in the Innsmouth Harbour. Upkeep, we draw a reality acid and a perception. So reality acid means ravenous switches to uncontrolled hunger. And then I need to devour a random aspect of reality. Skull. One card beneath Ravenous at random. Ugh. 
Well, we've got a take heart or a laboratory assistant, so it's not the end of the world losing either. And <laughs> weirdly, it speeds us towards undoing it. We've lost the take heart. So our stats do unfortunately drop. Reality acid is discarded. And we do still need to devour another card. Our hand is calling in favors, take heart, toe to toe, and perception. Hmm. I think we keep the take heart. I think we keep the perception. I'm tempted to keep the toe to toe, which means we lose a calling in favors by process of elimination, which is a shame, but Michael Lee is a slightly less calling in favor, less good calling in favors target because obviously bouncing to hand is kind of nasty because you lose all the evidence. I hope I'm explaining myself well. The last four nights I've slept so badly. I don't think it's stress about recording Think on Your Feet. And certainly it hasn't been keeping me awake. Just a lot going on in the world of Frank at the moment. And yeah, it's just sometimes my head feels really foggy. Okay, that was the end of the round. We've got Michael Lee with one evidence. We've got a fully charged Enchanted Blade. We've got an empty Scroll of Secrets. And we've got one card underneath Ravenous. It's a laboratory assistant. So that means our stats are 2332. Two, two. We just did upkeep, so we're on one resource. We should be on two resources now, shouldn't we? Yes, that's right, because we went broke. And our hand is toe-to-toe, -to -toe, take heart and perception. So some possibility for draw there. We're just not there yet. And we place a doom and we draw our next card. Now, I so I've actually done one practice of this, mainly to remind myself of the scenario. And upkeep turn one, I drew, I thought of this because I saw a thing that follows. The two cards I drew were a cursed follower and thing that follows which meant they both spawned at the other end of the map because I was still in Desolate Coastline. And that meant for the rest of the game, I was getting a curse every single turn. And I had the thing that follows hunting across the map for me, which is brutal. So seeing the thing that follows and discarding it, lovely. Anyway, our encounter card is inundated. Revelation, place one barrier between this location and each connecting location with no barriers between them. If no barriers are placed by this effect, inundated gains surge. Okay, that's actually lovely. We've got one barrier to the west with the marsh refinery, but we've got none behind us with the harbour. So we place one there, which means we don't surge. Which means, I mean, the troublemaker will hunt through a barrier anyway, so it's not like we've blocked the troublemaker. Okay, this turn. We'd like to get this clue so that we can get this key and so that we can leave. And we're just a three on two. We could put a perception in and be a five on two. That's kind of nice. And then we could spend clues or discard a card. I don't think we can afford to discard cards because our hand is so empty. Other option we could do is do a three on two with take heart. So we do like a take heart investigate, refill our hand a bit and get some resources. But there's a chance we pass that test three on two. So yeah, let's do the perception line. Five on two. Ooh, elder sign. After this test ends, you may add a devoured card to its owner's hand. Now, the lovely thing here is it doesn't say a devoured card underneath Ravenous. So we could add the laboratory assistant, and then there'd be nothing underneath Ravenous. And that would flip back. That's kind of nice, actually. Or we could go and grab take heart or calling in favours that are out of play. Anyway, that's after the test. We've got to do perception first, and it draws us a vicious blow. Well, that's nice. We get the clue. If we take the laboratory assistant, I'm just going to check that I'm understanding this right. That means there's then no cards under Ravenous Uncontrolled Hunger. 
and the forced effect reads, at the end of your turn, devour a non-story card beneath Ravenous or controlled by an investigator at your location. If there's nothing beneath Ravenous, flip it over. So we would take the laboratory assistant to hand with the Elder Sign. That effect still triggers, which means we still have to find something to devour, which would be the Scroll of Secrets, because that's empty. It wouldn't be Michael Lear Enchanted Blade. And that means Scroll of Secrets would go out of play, and the only way we could get it back is through another Elder Sign. So I think what we do is leave Laboratory Assistant under there to get something back from out of play with this Elder Sign, so that at the end of our turn we can lose Laboratory Assistant to the out of play area, and Ravenous will flip, and then we have an empty scroll of secrets that we can then devour and get underneath Ravenous potentially to recharge. So that's the way I'm going to do it. So leave Laboratory Assistant, and I'll grab back, I think, the second take hard. These might become really key for refilling our hand. Oh, we could even discard that take heart then to save clues and get a barrier that way. I think I favour them too much. I'm going to spend two clues, free trigger, delete a barrier between our location and Marsh Refinery. Also as a free trigger, I'm going to pick up the purple key. Keys in this scenario, I think I forgot halfway through scenario one to talk about what the keys were. In this scenario, all keys apart from black are just information from the inhabitants. Really long first action there. Second action, let's move to the Marsh Refinery. It's three shroud and a clue. It says free trigger. If you control one or more clues, move to a connecting location. So it gives you a free move. And there's an action, discard an asset you control, parlay, remove one barrier between this location and a connecting location. Well, that is kind of horrific. We've got one action left. We're a three on three investigating. I'm going to give that a go with a take heart committed. Minus three. That's a fail. I don't get a clue. I draw a string of curses and a second enchanted blade. Well, that's a lovely devour target. And I get two resources. I'm up to four. In the enemy phase, the Innsmouth... Oh, no, sorry. At the end of my turn, Ravenous consumes laboratory assistant, which goes out of play and now flips back. My stats are back to ones across the board, but really one, two, two, one. In the enemy phase, the Innsmouth Troublemaker wants to hunt to me. It could either hunt north and west or west and north. And both of those routes have a barrier, so we can choose. We're going to have it hunt north and be basically on our tail. He says that and he pauses. The other option here is we put it ahead of us at Fish Street Bridge. And our plan next turn is to swoop in there and kill it, potentially with toe-to-toe Toto to Michael Lee would work. Yeah, let's do that. We're not going to go back to House on Water Street. It would be great to get this off our trail. Our stats are really low at the moment, so we don't want to be doing normal fights. So maybe a toe-to-toe -to -toe attack would work. My one question is how do we get this clue here? Do we leave one clue behind? Potentially. Okay, we'll have it hunt to Fish Street Bridge. I think that's good. We've got a way of killing it. We hope not to draw something nasty now. This, this will be the theme of the scenario, won't it? How, do we, how does Susie deal with an Innsmouth Troublemaker? Upkeep, we draw two. We draw an art student and a regurgitation. Lovely. Let's slot that art student, because we don't want to lose Michael Lee yet. And our stats go up to two, three, three, two. We also get a resource. I get distracted taking the resource because I'm busy deciding the kind of card draw bit. I should do a resource and then draw. We hit four doom and our card is rising tide. Increase the flood level of the nearest location that can have its flood level increased. That's our location. 
and it doesn't search. We've avoided fully flooded locations so far, which is good. Right, what can we do sneakily here? We could eat the Scroll of Secrets, which would get us to four on three investigating. It's still not great. We could try a Take Heart Investigate, see if we get more icons to commit, try and grab this clue. Then we've got a free trigger out of here because we control a key. We just need one action left to kill the troublemaker. So yeah, I will devour the Scroll of Secrets, bringing us up to four, three, four, four, three. Do I just believe in myself to pass this test? Or do I believe in Take Heart? First action, I'm gonna put the Take Heart in. If it curses me and I pass, so be it. Cultist, minus two. If you fail, move to the connecting location to the east, ignoring all barriers. So I draw two cards. It's a medical student and another regurgitation. And we go up to seven resources and I get shunted back. Ugh. Well, we could string of curses next turn. We could really string of curses because it will be witching hour. And that enemy will be in the right position. But it does raise a question of what we do for the remaining actions this turn. We don't really want to regurgitate with just two cards underneath. We've not taken any damage or horror. We could just move back and take the hit. And what would we do with our last action? We're on seven cards in hand now. Medical Student, Enchanted Blade, Toe-to-Toe, -to -toe, String of Curses, Regurgitation, Regurgitation, and Vicious Blow. Hmm. This is definitely a turn of trying to be efficient. We could move back and just investigate, four on three. It would come in and hit us for two. I'm not worried about the damage because of double regurgitation. And that would mean we'd be set up to kill it next turn. If we don't get the clue, we could String of Curses it. It would add a Doom to it, but we're at the Witching Hour anyway, and we'd move on. So String of Curses is a parlay, and either you can auto-evade the enemy, put a Doom on them, and get a clue at your location, or if they have a Doom, you can defeat them and get a resource for every Doom. I, I kind of like that play. The alternative is we've got two actions where we stay here, and that seems not a good idea. Oh, uh, and the, the third alternative is move to Martial Refinery, second action. Free trigger, move in on the Troublemaker and kill it. We have an action left. In that version, we leave the clue behind. So what's more important, one clue or two damage? My feeling about in too deep is one clue. So I'm going to move back to the refinery and I'm going to try and investigate here. I think that's still a good use of an action. I don't want to draw. I don't need resources. I don't... Yeah, if I get the clue, I take the hit and I kill the troublemaker next turn. If I fail to get the clue now, I string of curses the troublemaker and get it anyway, and we move on. Four on three. Minus one! Hoorah! Okay, I thought my luck would have to come through at some point. That takes us up to three, uh, three evidence on Michael Lee. Enemy phase. The troublemaker hunts on us. Hits us for two damage. We're going to take the hit because we've got double regurgitation in hand and that has healing. Upkeep, we draw two. A flashlight, great. And a lone wolf, also great. Maybe the option here is slaughter regurgitation with a plan to get it back and the other two cards. So that takes us up to fours. Three cards underneath. Man, so many cards I want to play now. We hit five doom. And our encounter card is... Oh, I forgot to get a resource. Syzygy, it's peril. We need to decide. Each investigator loses three resources, we're on eight. Each investigator takes two horror, we've not taken any. 
or put a doom on the current agenda, this can cause the current agenda to advance. We're not doing the last option. We have Lone Wolf in hand, so I think we take the three resources. We're on five still. And we just try and keep it together. So much I want to do now. So first action, let's try and deal with this troublemaker. We have three cards underneath, so our combat is four. Michael Lee makes us a five. Enchanted Blade would make us a seven. So I think we exhaust Michael Lee, spend an evidence, spend a charge on the Enchanted Blade, and go like that. Seven on four. Tablet is a minus three. That's a kill. So that's two damage from the blade and one from Michael Lee. We will then do the free trigger to move to Fish Street Bridge. It's one shroud and two clues, but it gets plus one shroud for each barrier between it and any connecting location. And there are three here, two to the west, one to the east. And there's an action here to add two curses to the chaos bag to parlay and remove a barrier. It's also a beep. We've got two actions left. My feeling would be definitely Lone Wolf. And our stats are five on four here. So flashlight would also set us up nicely. So I think we just spend three resources and get out the flashlight and the Lone Wolf. And we need to think about regurgitating soon. I didn't toe-to-toe -to -toe there because I didn't want to get another two damage. I want to keep the regurgitation so that it hits nicely. And our hands are full at the moment, so we want to work through the flashlight before we scroll of secrets. Enemy phase, nothing. Thank goodness. Upkeep. A third regurgitation. Oh boy. And I close the circle. Just doing a quick class count. We've got Lone Wolf is Rogue. Michael Lee gives us Mystic and, uh, sorry, Guardian and Seeker. And Enchanted Blade gives us Mystic and Guardian. So that's four. Do we have any... Survivor cards? No. Funnily enough, survivors, I originally thought that this deck would have heavy survivor influence, and I've actually moved away from survivor quite a lot. I think Peter would probably agree with this. You can keep Susie's stats so high that it it kind of, the, the orig original impression we had about, wow, she's a low stat investigator, she needs all the survivor fail tech, isn't necessarily the case. Right, we hit six doom and we advance. First agenda flip. We've been going slower than I'd like, but hopefully we're building to a place where we're potent. Oh, <laughs> pause. I forgot to actually devour something there. Is it time to... Oh, no, the other enchanted... Ah, oh, the medical student. Let's devour the medical student. The tide creeps in as you make your way through the decrepit streets. You hear the blood-curdling cries of someone in agony up ahead. The moment you see the creatures patrolling the intersection, you hide in the broken-down doorway of a ruined building. Their unusual gait and croaking voices send shivers through your body. Even as the slapping of their webbed feet against the road fades into the distance, you cannot escape the feeling that, inevitably, they will find you. Increase the flood level of each coastal location. So that's the first column is now fully flooded, but also the column I am on is coastal. So the refinery above us becomes fully flooded and our location is partially flooded, as is the shoreward slums to the south of us. Shuffle each set-aside Ravager from the Deep and Young Deep One Enemy into the encounter deck, along with the encounter discard pile. Agenda 2A, Relentless Tide. It had not seen me, but was simply obeying a general plan of cutting off my escape. This, however, implied that all roads leading out of Innsmouth were similarly patrolled. Same rules, suspect enemies lose aloof and cannot be parlayed with, and there's a forced effect when your turn ends, if you're at a fully flooded location, it's now no longer a damage, it's a damage and a horror. And this is a five doom, so the clock speeds up in this one. 
one thing that's always I've always wondered about in in the one thing that maybe I'm least pleased about in the Innsmouth conspiracy is that we're confronted so directly with all the deep ones from really scenario one and one of the things that happens in Shadow of Innsmouth is there is that creeping terrifying horror of what the deep ones are and then you're not confronted as directly certainly in my memory of the story I could, I could be wrong whereas in this it's like oh yeah deep ones exist get over it and now you have to fight them a load they're probably one of the most evocative Lovecraftian creations the deep ones in, in my view anyway because of the fact that they're this horrifying I can't believe they exist sort of creation and yet I guess it's a game. <laughs> you you want things that you can fight, and it's a bit of a shame in a way. In, again, in my view, that there isn't more of a sense of oh my goodness, and same with the kind of you know interbreeding and all of those kind of things. I understand there's certain reasons why you would remove that from a modern retelling. It's like the one bit where I'm like, oh okay, we're just in a kind of gung ho version of this. Anyway, what's our encounter card? It's Riptide. If your location is unflooded, it surges. It isn't. So we test Agility 3. We are currently a 5. And if you fail, choose and discard an asset you control, which I don't like. I don't really want to chuck anything into this, though. So we're just 2 up. One icon would protect us a little bit from the, the Elder Thing, the minus 3, and the Tablet. So I think I put in the String of Curses to go 4 up. Uh, 3 up, sorry. Not 4 up. Elder sign. That's plus two. That's a pass. What do we want to elder sign with? We're probably about to regurgitate fairly soon. So what would be the most useful thing to get back? Do we just grab an art student back and use it as an icon? And then we'll regurgitate everything else back. Hmm. Bit of thinking here. Shroud here is four. We're currently a six on four. Flashlight handles that fine. If we... Take a card out from underneath Ravenous. Ah, I'm going to take the laboratory assistant from out of play. It's an icon we can use. We can just chuck it. We can put it underneath Ravenous if we need to. Right. How do we proceed? We get a lone wolf buck. Let's play close the circle. It costs us two, so we're down to two resources. It comes in with four charges because we have Mystic, Guardian, Seeker, and Rogue. And as a free trigger, we can take basic actions with it which is great. I'm not going to do that yet. Maybe I'll use it to move out of here. Second action, let's flashlight. We are a six on two as a result. Skull, that's a minus one. Get a clue. And that gets us an evidence on Michael Lee. We'll do the same again. Cultist, that's a minus two. We can't get any more evidence on Michael because he's up to three. But that's all the clues got. Do we need to move on? I think so. I think we spend a close the circle charge to get a basic action. We'll take a move and we'll move south to the Shorewood slums. Full of lifelong inhabitants, the slums could be a good place to glean key information about the state of the town. Key information. You get that? It's two shroud and a clue. It has a random face down key on it. And there's a free trigger here. Take a damage to parlay and remove one barrier between this location and a connecting location. Very nice. Enemy phase, nothing. Upkeep, we draw two. We get a backpack and a lucky cigarette case. I like them. 
We're going to go up to sixes across the board with what we devour. Let's devour that laboratory assistant of ours. And Ravenous flips over. So if we had a way of flipping Ravenous back, this would be a good time. We hit three resources with one to come on Lone Wolf. Hand reminder, lucky cigarette case, enchanted blade. You know what, maybe I, I'm going to slot the enchanted blade rather than the laboratory assistant to give us more of a range of icons in our hand. So lucky cigarette case, laboratory assistant, toe-to-toe, -to -toe, two regurgitates, a vicious blow, and now a backpack. Mythos, we hit one of five doom. And our encounter card is Dreams of Rillier. Revelation, put it into play in your threat area. You get minus one willpower and sanity. And it's test willpower three if you succeed, get rid of it. Okay, super key turn coming up. What do we want to do? We want to get this clue. We're currently a seven investigating, which is nice. Oh yeah, we get a lone wolf buck as well. I think we want to take a damage to parlay because we're going to regurgitate this turn and get everything back. Well, get loads of stuff back. Probably losing cards because we've got so many cards in hand. Before we do that, when our stats are high, I wouldn't mind trying to clear Dreams of Rillier as well. And I'm just <laughs> reminding myself what basic actions are for Close the Circle. They're ones not modified by a bold action designator. I don't know if Dreams of Rillier counts as a basic action. Is that a basic activate? Anyway, we can, we can work it out. Even if we just use Close the Circle for other things, that's fine. So investigate, dreams, regurgitate, probably move. That's a whole turn. Probably discarding cards this turn. But we could do a cheeky thing of regurgitate things and throw something underneath. Hmm. Trickier than it looks. Six, seven on two, investigating. Minus four. Wow. We get the clue. We get the key. It's the yellow key. Free trigger. We're going to take a damage and remove this barrier. We're up to three damage on us. Don't be afraid. Second action. Let's try and clear Dreams of Rillier. We've got five cards underneath us. So we are a six willpower, but we're a five because of Dreams of Rillier. So five on three. I'm going to commit Lucky Cigarette Case because I know we're going to discard cards this round. I'd love to be able to play it, but I think getting rid of this is more important. Elder Thing, that's a minus two because we've cleared a barrier. So we didn't need to commit Lucky Cigarette Case, but so be it. Oh, yeah, we can close the circle move, can't we? So third action, let's move into Innsmouth Jail. It's three shroud, one clue. There's an action, spend three resources to parlay, remove one barrier between this location and the connecting location. And there are now three barriers to the west. So it's forcing us back north. And if you control the black key, which is over on Sawbone Alley, two to the west from us, uh, read flashback eight in the campaign guide. It is a beep here as well. So we've got no actions left. Let's exhaust, close the circle, spend a charge, and let us use our willpower. Oh, you may use willpower, so let's use intellect. We're a seven on three investigating here. Elder thing is minus three, so we get that clue. We're up to six clues, which is lovely. And now, fast, let's play a regurgitation. We're going to return... Uh, so, I'm going to do this correctly. If Ravenous uncontrolled this face up, it is. Flip it over to so that... I kind of glossed over why that mattered. But of course, the only other way you can get it to flip back to the controlled side is by emptying it. So this way we get to flip 
And rather than having to go back to zero, I'm pretty sure when I played Pit of Despair, I hadn't actually got my head around that. And it's so significant because we're currently five cards underneath to get back to start. If it was like, we have to get to zero before you can flip Ravenous, we'd have to spend five turns slowly on doing this. So this is great. So we're going to take Ravenous back. I think we take Scroll of Secrets and then it's a choice of Medical Student, Art Student or Enchanted Blade. We probably need to start thinking about cards, but actually the only uh, for upgrading purposes, there's calling in favors out of play, and then there'll be whatever is underneath here. So yeah, it's it's not too bad actually. I think we take just looking at icons here. I think we take the enchanted blade for the combat icon, and we leave medical student and art student underneath ravenous. So our stats have dropped down to plus two now. So we're three four four three. And we just returned three cards, devoured, from beneath Ravenous or set aside to our hands. So we heal three damage, damage or horror. So we're back to full health as well. Really pleased with how that went. Let's see where we go. So we're eight cards in hand at the moment. We did Investigate, Dreams of Rillier, Move, and then a Close the Circle Investigate. We're on six clues, which is amazing for removing barriers. We could like just remove all of them here and move straight over to the Gilman House. I don't think we want to. We've got a fully healthy Michael Lee, fully stacked with evidence. We've got Lone Wolf, we've got a flashlight with one charge, Enchanted Blade with two charges, and Close the Circle with two charges. And we're fully healthy as well. The main issue is we've spent seven turns to get not even halfway round. So that's a bit freaky. Enemy phase nothing. Upkeep, we draw a Reality Acid and a Vicious Blow. So we're going to resolve the Reality Acid. So that flips Ravenous, unfortunately, to the uncontrolled side. And something needs to get devoured out of play. I wonder if it's the backpack, because we have a Scroll of Secrets and an Enchanted Blade in hand. Maybe it's just the Laboratory Assistant. Devour that. So that's, um, that's just my end of turn devouring, and now I need to do the Reality Acid pull as well. Kind of a skull wouldn't be too bad again now. It's a plus one. The top card of each investigator's discard pile. Oh, it's a regurgitation. Okay, that's a Pull an Elder Sign and we get it back. Also, when you play regurgitation, you can choose from Ravenous or set aside. So that actually gives us another way of chaining regurgitations. I don't mind that. And that's two reality acids down. So we've played one regurgitation. We've done two reality acids. There is still the Accursed Follower lurking in there. We get a resource. We're at five, with another to come from Lone Wolf. We hit two Doom, and our encounter card is Deep One Assault. Disengage from each Deep One enemy at your location. Each Deep One enemy at your location and each connecting location engages you. If no enemies engage you from this effect, search the encounter deck and discard pile for a Deep One enemy, spawn it engaged with you, and shuffle the encounter deck. Well, what would we want? We could take a Ravager. They're two four ones. They get more uh, fight and evade when their locations are flooded. And when they engage you, they can also place barriers. Pretty nasty. We could take a young deep one. Their three three threes give you a horror. A lurking deep one. They give you a damage. We could take an emerging deep one. When it engages you, if your location is flooded, it attacks you. They're kind of nice to get away with, actually. I wonder if we just take a lurking deep one. We could take the deep one bull. We'd lose a card, but our hand is very full. We could toe-to-toe, -to -toe, double vicious blow, Michael Lee. One, two, three, four, five. One-shot the deep one bull. 
I would quite like to save some of those vicious blows and things for what's coming up. I think we just take a lurking deep one and take the damage. I'm going to put it on us because we've got a lot of regurgitation around. Like, we we're set up to fight, but once we move into the Innsmouth Square, there's more to fight. So I don't want to overcommit to combat now and then suddenly find myself taxed. Just to be clear, there's the Shoggoth, 6 health, and the Angry Mob, 8 health. So that's a lot of damage to chew through. It's part of why getting Michael Lee down early is great. And we're also going to need to reset an Enchanted Blade shortly. So, so yeah, there's, there's issues here. What do we want to do this turn? Our stats are somewhat lower now. We could kill the Lurking Deep One, play a new Enchanted Blade, move into the Innsmouth Square. Because we've got two cards underneath Ravenous, we're combat four, five with the Enchanted Blade. Let's do... Hmm. Yeah, we'll use Enchanted Blade. One, two, three, Michael Lee, four, Enchanted Blade, five. We're not going to spend a charge. So it's just going to be a one damage shot. We're going to exhaust Michael Lee and spend a charge to make it a two damage shot. Five on two. Minus two. Dead deep one. Now let me do some thinking. What I'm thinking about is this. Move into the square. I've got one action left. Take a stab with the Enchanted Blade. Or indeed play toe-to-toe. Toe-to-toe might be nice, actually. Because I'm just worried about our stats dropping and that we don't have a swift way of rebuilding them. Into the square we go. I think, I think progress is the key. It's four shroud, one clue. After it's revealed, spawn the set-aside Innsmouth Shockoff at this location, exhausted. There's also a parlay here. Move one barrier between this location and a connecting location. So it's between this location and a different connecting location. That's an action. And there's also a free trigger here. If we control two or more clues as a group, parlay read flashback five in the campaign guide. And it's a veep. A lot going on there. Let's look at the Shoggoth. Three fight, six health, two evade. It's hunter and massive. While it moves via its hunter keyword, it ignores all barriers. So you can't do any of the kind of kiting. And after it moves, remove, remove each barrier it moves through. And it hits for two damage and two horror. And it is a veep. So it's exhausted here. With six health, an enchanted blade stab plus a vicious blow is three damage. And then I could do the same again next turn, but with Michael Lee. The issue I have is stats. But I think, so we've done two actions, fight, move. We've got one action left, but let's read that flashback five because we do have two keys. You're in the middle of a conversation with Joe Sargent, the bus driver, but it must be several weeks earlier. The streets are not yet flooded, and all of the dilapidated ramshackle buildings still stand, despite themselves. I told ye, outsider, Mr. Sergeant says, there ain't no buses out of Innsmouth today. But you're not looking for a bus out of Innsmouth. You explain that you have a proposition for Mr. Sergeant. He probes the street for eavesdroppers before answering. What kind of proposition? You know you aren't going to get through to Mr. Sergeant with a moral argument, so you appeal to his material desires instead offering a sizable sum of money in exchange for his assistance. After returning from Devil Reef, you found Innsmouth to be even less hospitable than normal. You're watched everywhere you go. Simply travelling on foot puts you in danger. So you just need me to ferry you around like a chauffeur, that's it. Mr Sergeant weighs his options momentarily, then shakes your hand. I can do that. So we need to record a deal with Joe Sargent, and we put the set-aside Joe Sargent asset into play under the control of an investigator at Innsmouth Square.
That's me. Joe Sargent, the rattletrap bus driver, apologies for my accent there, uses three tickets. When he leaves play, remove him from the game, can soak a damage in two horror, and free trigger spend a ticket, move to a connecting location that's not fully flooded. So we have a way of moving around with Joe. Last action, let's fight. We've got two cards underneath Ravenous, so our combat is a three, four with Michael Lee, five with the Enchanted Blade, six if I empower the blade, seven if I put in this vicious blow, seven on three. Zero. That's a three damage hit. It's on half health. I would love a way to do another action and kill it right now, but I don't think I can. I could close the circle punch, but it would be a two damage punch. So that's not worth it. I could flashlight. No, 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 no. So the other option here, before I end this turn, you can tell I'm thinking a lot here, is do I play a second regurgitation now? <laughs> of course, regurgitation can also be set aside cards. So I could flip Ravenous back over. My stats would stay at threes. I would grab Calling of Flavors, Laboratory Assistant, and Regurgitation from out of play. I'm probably losing some of those cards, but that's okay. The important thing there is that my stats are building up rather than going down, which sets up the kill next turn. Other reason not to regurgitate now is I'm only on one damage. If I don't regurgitate now, at the end of my turn, I have to devour a non-story card either beneath Ravenous or controlled by an investigator at my location. My enchanted blade has a charge on it. Close the circle has two charges on it. Flashlight has a charge on it. I don't want to lose Michael Lee or Lone Wolf or Joe Sargent. So, so no, I don't want to do that. So I think let's regurgitate a second time. Ravenous flips back over. We leave the medical student, the art student underneath. Let us definitely grab the other regurgitation, which is going to heal us a damage. Six, seven. Maybe we just don't grab anything else back. We leave calling in favors and laboratory assistant to one side because we're just going to discard them. No, I'll grab one back. I'll grab. I'll leave the calling in favors there, but I'll grab the laboratory assistant because it might be that I need to devour something else. And I'm not going to close the circle, do anything. Enemy phase, nothing. Upkeep the Shoggoth readies and engages me. I draw two cards. It's a ward and a lucky. Hey, we got up to seven resources with an eighth on Lone Wolf. And Ravenous is back to the nice side, so we just need to pick something to devour. We could just devour one of these two regurgitates. Let's do that. Our stats go up to fours. And our hand is now probably going to be discarding. Enchanted Blade, Scroll of Secrets, Backpack, Laboratory Assistant. Toe-to-toe -to -toe regurgitation, Ward, Lucky. And then one Vicious Blow. So we only need to discard one. Let's get rid of the Backpack. Combat and Agility icons over an Intellect icon. Seems legit. Thanks for bearing with me. I, I imagine this isn't the clearest explanation I've done so far of playing. Again, headache, tiredness, all of that. But we're hanging in there. I have a plan for getting back to the jail, incidentally, to um, to sneak that flashback eight if we can manage it. So yeah, place to doom. And our encounter card is an emerging deep one. This is a three, two, one. I, I love this. I love the art. I think they're super cute. It reminds me of Velociraptors in Jurassic Park. They're hunters, and it says, Revelation, it enters play exhausted and unengaged unless its location is fully flooded. So it's here, but it's it can't see us. But then it has a forced effect that when it engages you, if your location is flooded, 
it attacks you and it hits for a damage and a horror. So they're, they're sort of the young deep one and the um, lurking deep one combined if they engage you at a flooded location, but you can also get away from them. Right. We would like this clue here. We would like to kill the Shoggoth. We'd probably like to move on. How do we proceed? Action one, hit the Shoggoth. Spend our last enchanted blade charge. We've got three cards underneath Ravenous, so we're a four. Five with Michael Lee, seven with the blade empowered. Seven on three. And let's exhaust Michael Lee and spend an evidence for an extra damage. Elder Thing, there are four barricades around this location, two to the west, two to the east. So that's a minus four. That's a perfect kill. And that's a beep. Thank you. Second action, let's investigate. We're probably using flashlight because it's a four shroud. So that empties our flashlight. And we are a four, five on two now. Cultist, that's a pass. We get a clue and we go back up to two evidence on Michael Lee. Thank you. Now, our hand is very full. Do we just toe-to-toe -to -toe hitting the Emerging Deep One? We can take the damage and horror. We're fully healed. It's a card fewer to, to lose. I think so. And I wonder if we think about devouring either the Flashlight or the Enchanted Blade, which are now empty with a view to resetting them. It's in using the free trigger. And we can also close the circle and Joe Sargent move, so we can potentially get a clue at New Church Green. So let's, yeah, let's toe-to-toe. -to -toe. We take a damage and a horror, and that is a kill to the emerging deep one. Never even got to ready, poor thing. Let's exhaust Joe Sargent, spend a ticket to move to a connecting location that's not fully flooded. New Church Green. You're beginning to wonder if anyone from Innsmouth can be trusted. It's three shroud and a clue. It has a random key, so that's our third key. And there's a parlay here. If there are no clues on this location as an action, remove one barrier between this location and a connecting location. It's all right. I think we close the circle now for a last action. We're missing an action. We've got... Oh, we did stab. Toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Oh, investigate. Yeah, that's our three. So we're going to close the circle here for a basic investigate. It's Shroud 3. We'll use our intellect, which is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. I'm going to commit this laboratory assistant to be a 6. Cultist, minus 2. We get the clue. We get a third evidence on Michael Lee. We've recharged nicely. We get the key. It's the white key. We can use an action to remove a barrier there, but we're also on eight clues, which sets us up really nicely for clearing barricades up at this end. That's the end of the round. That was a really good turn. Upkeep. We draw a Faustian bargain and a machete. Let's devour probably this scroll of secrets. Now, I think the play coming up is to devour our flashlight and then regurgitate it to play it again. Probably regurgitating Flashlight, Scroll of Secrets, and Regurgitation. <laughs> They're all underneath. We go up to eight resources. Oh, nine resources, sorry. With a tenth to come from Lone Wolf. So we go to four or five Doom, Witching Hour, and our encounter card is Undertow. If your location is unflooded, it surges. Well, that's nice. It is unflooded. 
surges into rising tide. Amazing. That raises the flood level to partially flooded here. That was so generous. <laughs> if it had been the other way around, overturns, that would have been nasty. Okay, okay. A bit of the old planaroonies now. I think, first off, we spend two clues to remove the barrier to the west of New Church Green, between New Church Green and Esoteric Order of Dagon. And we spend a ticket to move, using Joe Sargent, into Esoteric Order of Dagon. Some of the townsfolk are gathered in front of the old Order of Dagon Hall on the north side of town. Their crazed shouts echo through the streets. Based on what Agent Harper has told you, you know that the Order has something to do with these strange happenings. But what? It's four shroud and a coup. After it's revealed, it gets a key. And there's a double action here. Parlay, test intellect three. If you succeed, remove one barrier between this location and the connecting location. It That is nasty. There's also four barriers between it and the railroad station. So eight actions and three into, and four intellect three tests to do that is horrible. We're at a great place for stats here. We just want to make the most, really, of this. So we're four cards underneath, which means we're six intellect, six on four. We do want to reset this flashlight. So if I do the free trigger, Susie's free trigger, and eat the flashlight, that means Ravenous flips over. That's not the end of the world. Our stats go up by one. We're going to first action play Machete. We're down to seven resources. Second action, Investigate. It's going to be a basic investigate with close the circle, so it's not really our second action. Seven on four. Elder thing. That's a minus four because there are four barriers. So we are about to fail. Let's be lucky. Pay one and save the action. And we grab this key as a free trigger. It's the blue key. Man, a cool play here is actually eat close the circle rather than the flashlight, and then <laughs> regurgitate that. So we've done one action so far, which is machete. Second action, move to the first national grocery, Billy Burnham's place. Someone has, Brian Burnham rather, someone has barricaded the entrance to the grocery store in the hopes that it might keep out the creatures prowling the streets. It won't, but it's a nice thought. It's three shroud and two clues. After you enter this location from a connecting location, place one barrier between them. Okay, so our path is blocked. There's an action here. Parlay, test your lowest skill two. Well, our lowest skills are all sixes. Uh, well, willpower, agility. And if you succeed, remove a barrier between this location and a connecting location. Three shroud, two clues, and a veep. I would like this veep. We're also lovely seven clues at the moment. So we did free move, free investigate, play machete, move. We have one action left with our lovely seven intellect. So seven on three, investigate. Minus one, clue, back up to eight clues. Let's regurgitate, flipping Ravenous back over before our turn ends. We'll leave the medical student and the art student under there and we'll take back flashlight, scroll of secrets and a third regurgitation. So our stats go back to three, four, four, three. I gotta say, we've kept them at a nice level pretty much all game. I'm, I'm really pleased with that. And that means at the end of our turn, we don't need to devour something because we're no longer uncontrolled. So we move on to upkeep. We draw a perception and a second close the circle, baby. And we're nine cards, so we have to pick something to devour. 
let's devour this Faustian. Let's do a little check. We've got one neutral card out of play, and then we've got two Seeker, one Guardian, one Rogue. So currently we'd be upgrading Seeker. That's not a problem. We hit seven resources with an eighth to come on Lone Wolf, and we do advance. I'll do my hand after we've done this advance so that we can have a bit of a plan. Pursued by Townsfolk. A crowd gathers in the town square. At first a relief to see faces not bearing hideous monstrous features. The prodigious bulging eyes, wide jaws filled with sharp jagged teeth, the gills, fins and webbings that suggest something fish-like and inhuman. You know, those old things. Then you hear one voice rise above the din and your heart turns to the ice. The time is nigh! The order of Dagon commands you. Slay the outsiders and any who stand in our way and you shall be rewarded. You shall be remade and share in the riches of the deep, a robed man shouts. The crowd rejoices in jubilant madness. Increase the flood level of each midtown location. So the only non-midtown locations is the leftmost column, the station, the bookshop and Sawbone Alley. So Order of Dagon becomes partially flooded. Our location becomes partially flooded and Gilman House becomes partially flooded as does Innsmouth Square and Innsmouth Jail to the right of us, and then New Church Green becomes fully flooded. Also midtown is the Shorewood Slums, Fish Street Bridge, and Marsh Refinery was already fully flooded. Spawn the set-aside angry mob at Innsmouth Square, randomly choose one of the set-aside face-down keys and put it on it. The mob is 3 fight, 8 health, and 3 evade. It's hunter, massive, and retaliate. It can't make attacks of opportunity, and it is victory zero. At the moment, what's going to happen in the enemy phase is it's going to hunt west because there's no path it can take that doesn't take it through barriers. If we were to remove the barrier to the north of us, it would then have a path. It would go north to New Church Green, west to Esoteric Order of Dagon, and then south onto us. So we could control where it goes, but let's have a think and plan when we get to that point. Agenda 3A, Flooded Streets. As I watched... Choked by a sudden rise in the fishy odour after a short abatement, I saw a band of uncouth, crouching shapes loping and shambling in the same direction. That's your boy. And the flood, fully flooded effect now is damage, horror, and lose a card at random from your hand. And it's only four doom. Our encounter card is a lurking deep one. So we take a damage. Ooh, when I regurgitated then, I forgot to fill back up, heal back up to full. I'll put the damage on us. We've got a lot of soak left on Michael Lee, and it's planning time. Hand is, close the circle, flashlight, scroll of secrets, enchanted blade, water protection, regurgitation, vicious blow, perception. We've got an empty close the circle, a machete, and an empty enchanted blade, as well as Michael Lee with three evidence and a lone wolf sitting down here. So three machete chops would do six damage to the mob, plus Michael Lee and a vicious blow, that would be a kill in, th in three actions. So one option here is we kill the deep one and we get the clue here and we maybe set up a bit with a view to the mob hunting on us. We take the damage and the horror. We can even put that on Michael Lee. And our stats will be up to probably fives, maybe sixes. And we could just kill it next turn. And then that's another key and we just keep going. I, I kind of like that. Other option is kill the lurking deep one, get the clue, move, but then we're waiting for the mob to hunt to us anyway. So yeah, let's let's do that. Let's machete. No idea if you can actually hear the um, train tracks are making loads of noise. With three cards underneath us, we're a four combat, five with Michael Lee, six with machete. So six on two seems beautiful. 
Cultist is a minus two. Dead, lurking deep one. Second action, let's play across the circle for two. Our synergy remains at four, so we get four charges. We could eat the other close to circle when we need to. Third action, let's investigate here. We're a five on three. I wonder if we just go with that, or if we third action play flashlight, fourth action. I definitely want flashlight down. So yeah, let's do this. We're going to devour the enchanted blade as a free trigger. And third action, we're going to play flashlight. We're down to a paltry four resources. And then for our last action, because we devoured a card there, our stats are now five, six with Michael Lee. We're going to use close the circle, going down to three charges to investigate. Six on three. Do we put in a perception? No. Yes, we do, because there's five barriers around here. Eight on three. Curse. We're three up. Minus one. I was just thinking the last test, we've not seen either of those two curses. So we get the clue with nine clues. We draw a card. It's rise to the occasion. Always lovely. Enemy phase in hunts the mob. It hits us for a damage and a horror. We're now on uh, four health and five sanity left. Upkeep, we draw a leather coat. Well, there's our last synergy piece and a string of curses. Not that that synergy piece matters because we've kind of missed the opportunity to do it. We hit five resources with a sixth to come from Lone Wolf. What do we devour? Mm, sort of doesn't matter because we're going to regurgitate things back up. So I'm going to put this Scroll of Secrets. We hit one of four Doom, and our encounter card is Tidal Alignment. Peril, choose a location where there's at least one investigator. Increase that location's flood level. Each investigator at the chosen location takes damage. If the chosen location's flood level is not increased by this effect, tidal alignment gains surge. My thinking was this turn to stay here and kill the angry mob. If this location is fully flooded, that gets nasty. Oh, I forgot as well. Ravenous is uncontrolled at the moment. So let's pay one and let us ward this. We'll take the horror on us. We've now taken two of each, and all of the revelation effect is cancelled there, so that means we don't even search the card, which is amazing. Action one, machete swing on the mob. We've got five cards underneath us, so we're six, seven with Michael Lee, eight with machete. Let's exhaust Michael Lee and spend a charge to make this hopefully a three damage swing. Eight on three, cultist, three damage. Let's swing again with the machete. Eight on three, nine on three with this vicious blow. Wow, our discard pile has just got bigger than our deck. Minus two, three damage. And let's swing again, eight on three with the machete. Skull, we... Minus one for each location to the east of you. That's a minus three. The mob is killed. The key is the red key, which is beautiful. It goes into the victory display. We will use Joe Sargent, the last ticket, to move south to Gilman House. Finding a trustworthy individual to query may open a door, and an out-of-town guest staying at the hotel could provide a vital piece of this puzzle. It's three shroud, two clues. It's no veep. After it's revealed, you do put a key here, though. And there's a parlay combat or agility to, if you succeed, remove a barrier. Random key. That's the last random key. Now, we have 
nine clues. So we could clear all of the barriers to the east, which would set up a path back to the jail and that flashback eight parlay, and clear the barrier to the west, which would allow us to get to Sawbone Alley and the key there. In the spirit of our lovely stats, let's use Close the Circle to investigate. Just a basic investigate, not using flashlight. It's Shroud 3 here. We're 6, 7 with Michael Lee. Cultist. Well, I've drawn a lot of them. Michael Lee gets a bit more evidence. He's been sniffing around steadily all game. Gets us a clue. And we're about to have to lose a card in play because we're in uncontrolled hunger. So let's regurgitate. And what do we regurgitate? I think we regurgitate the Scroll of Secrets and the Enchanted Blade, and probably the Faustian Bargain for the Icons. And that keeps us with two Seeker underneath Ravenous, and brings us all the way back down to 3443. Three. We just regurgitated three cards, so we're going to heal two damage and horror off us. We're just on one horror now, and I'm kind of pleased with that. We have this empty Close the Circle, but unfortunately... <laughs> That is the end of our regurgitation journey. That's all three played now. Two reality acids as well are gone. So things calm down a bit. Upkeep. We're on six resources with a seventh to come. We draw a lucky cigarette case and a spectral razor. Loving this. And let's just eat that Faustian bargain again. The dance continues. We hit two doom of four. And our encounter card is... An Innsmouth Troublemaker. Spawn at the location with the most clues. That's here. Let's try and deal with this mumbajamba. Well, Spectral Razor came at a nice time, didn't it? Or we could machete Michael Lee. Let's do some counting. Three cards underneath us means we're a four, five, six on four with Michael Lee. We could rise. Or Spectral Razor would make us a four, five, nine on four. I'd, I think I'd rather just save Spectral Razor and chop. So let's do that. We'll do a machete attack. Three cards underneath, four, five, six on four. I'll put in rise to the occasion. I'll exhaust Michael Lee and spend an evidence. Nine on four. Minus two. Dead troublemaker. Second action. Let's investigate here. We're two up, but let's spend a flashlight charge and be four up. Zero. Michael goes back up to three evidence. We get this clue. We get this key. It's the green key. We're up to six keys. Now, let's spend eight clues. We were on 11. We're down to three. And remove all four barriers around this location. It's not actually the best play there. We could have done that before these tests and just made it easier. But so be it. So we did chop. We did investigate. We'll do a close the circle move into Sawbone Alley. And that sets us up with one last action, hopefully. It's four shroud, two clues. It has an action here. Parlay, test willpower, one. If you succeed, remove one barrier between this location and a connecting location. And it also says if we control seven keys as a group, we can do parlay read flashback seven here. I think we just try and push on. Last action flashlight. We've used the closed circles as moves, and that's fine. Drawn a tablet. Three cards underneath makes us a four. Five with Michael Lee. We're five on four. Flashlight makes us a five on two. Tablet is minus three. That's a clue. 
Back to four clues. This is going about as well as it's ever gone for me. I don't want to jinx it. We're one clue away from picking up the last key. We're two locations away from the black key parlay. Pretty set up. And then it's just a sprint to the finish and we do have time. I just need to hold this together. Enemy phase nothing. Upkeep. We draw a rise to the occasion and a medical student. I feel like it's just slot the medical student and not think about it too much. Hand is coat, blade, scroll of secrets, blade, lucky cigarette case, and then string of curses, spectral razor, and rise to the occasion. We hit seven resources, sorry, we hit eight resources with a ninth to come on Lone Wolf, and we hit the witching hour, three of four doom. Our encounter card is furtive locals. Test intellect three. If you succeed, either take one damage or put it into play next to the agenda deck. If you fail, do both. Investigators cannot parlay, and at the end of the round, you get rid of them. Well, this could be a big parlay turn. So we are currently a six on three, so let's take that test. Elder sign. Woohoo! So we're just going to take a damage. We'll put that on us, and we won't put it into play. What do we want back with the elder sign? Kind of nothing. I was just thinking about eating the flashlight and resetting it, but I don't think that's necessary. I think we leave it. We could get a card back. Ah, no, 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 let's get a card back. We'll take we'll take the art student for the intellect icon. I have a cunning plan. Let me just see if I can make this work. Three cards underneath us means we're five intellect. So I want to get this clue, and then I want to do loads of flashbacks. First action, investigate with the flashlight. Five on two. I will commit this art student to be six. Auto fail. Oof. We can still do this. Let's devour the flashlight as a free trigger, bringing our stats up to six intellect. Six on four, and we'll rise to the occasion. Nine on four. Minus two. Clue. Free trigger, pick up the black key. Free trigger. We have seven keys, so let's read flashback seven. You're on your way into town for the very first time when you pass by a withered old lady gibbering complete nonsense. Ya ye hantley, flunglui malhafli, flathli, hydra fitagen, metha flai. You're about to pass her by when she suddenly reaches out and grips your forearm with a strength you couldn't have predicted. Pathali, she repeats. She is hidden in the depths, in the city of the deep ones. Her gaze seems to drill into the back of your skull. You take her hand and politely detach it from your arm. It would appear you can't even walk down the street in this town without being accosted by some crackpot. And yet, something about the grievous look in her milky eyes gives you pause. Whatever this woman speaks of, she believes it with absolute certainty. Sighing, you ask her what she's talking about. They are on their way, she sputters. First the alignment, then the tide, then the progeny of Mother Hydra. Her pale, blind eyes search for yours. Still, her absurd babbling is of no use to you. You're about to depart when she probes for your hand and presses something into your palm. Take it, she says. You hand it back to her and brush her off. You want no part of this foolishness. Your task is to find Agent Harper, not collect bizarre knick-knacks. Her expression sours as you turn to leave. When you return to the present, you're standing over the woman's shredded corpse. 
Whatever nonsense she was spouting was in fact a genuine warning. Clutched in her stiff hand is the strange gold coin she'd offered you weeks before. This time, you take it with you. In the campaign log under Memories Recovered, record an intervention, and we add a plus one token to the chaos bag for the remainder of the campaign. Sweet! I'll take that any day of the week. So we did Action 1, Investigate, Fail. Action 2, Investigate, Succeed. Quick parlay. Do we cheeky play Scroll of Secrets now, now that we have a free hand? I don't think so. I think third action, we move back to the Gilman house. And fourth action, we spend our last Close the Circle charge to move to the Innsmouth jail. We've cleared all the barriers between those locations. We do control the black key. So as a free trigger, we'll parlay here and read flashback eight. You stand in front of Innsmouth's jail warden, a stocky middle-aged man whose wrinkled flesh is slick with oil. His stench is almost worse than the rank odour of the jailhouse. See for yourself, the warden says, pointing down the dank hall. You came here to visit the culprit who kidnapped Agent Harper, only to be informed by the warden that the suspect had escaped the previous night. You hustle down the hall, fists clenched. There's no way they could have escaped on their own. They must have had help, and it could have come from anybody. It could even have been the warden himself. Given the way the townsfolk have impeded your investigation at every turn, it almost seems like the entire town is against you. You round the corner and come face to face with your kidnapper's erstwhile jail cell. Not only is it empty, but its bars are bent outward from the middle, enough to fit a human through, or perhaps something even larger. You inspect the bars and find them to be solid steel, so thick no human could bend them. How could they have possibly gotten out? In your campaign log, under Memories Recovered, record a jailbreak. Choose and remove one of the following chaos tokens from the chaos bag for the remainder of the campaign. We can remove a cultist, a tablet, or an elder thing. I think we just go with the elder thing. It's normally the worst. And why not? Then we're down to zero elder things. That, I believe, is the end of my turn. What we're really hoping for now, with our relatively slim deck, it looks like a normal-sized deck now, is to pull our one-off scout ahead, and that will allow us to sprint out of here. Let's see. Enemy phase nothing. Upkeep. We go to 11 resources with a 12th on the way, and we draw a water protection and calling in favours. Boo! We will consume probably an enchanted blade. No, no, no. Now let's be canny. Oh, it doesn't actually matter because whatever... There's not going to be allowed to spend XP, so it doesn't matter. I will consume an enchanted blade and we've now switched to uncontrolled when we have mega stats. That would be a reason to play Scroll of Secrets to fish for... No pun intended. Fish for... Scout ahead. We've ended our location at a partially flooded location, but yeah, ended our turn rather. Closing in. The Monoxit River spills over as the tide rolls in higher and higher. Soon the streets are overflowing. The waves engulf everything and anything in their way, turning over vehicles, smashing through ramshackle houses and cutting off escape routes. If this goes on much longer, there'll be nothing left of the town of Innsmouth. Increase the flood level of each location. So the bookshop, Sawbone Alley and the railway station are now partially flooded and everywhere else is now fully flooded. In player order, each investigator draws one encounter card. And then we're going to Agenda 4A, Rage of the Deep. Nothing that I could have imagined, nothing even that I could have gathered had they credited old Zadok's crazy tale in the most literal way would be in any way comparable to the demoniac, blasphemous reality that I saw, or believe I saw. 
So now ending your turn on a fully flooded location is a damage or horror and lose two cards. We draw a card off the back of Agenda 3B, and it's a Ravager from the Deep, and we're at a fully flooded location. So this is a four fight, four health, three evade. And when it engages us, we have to test combat two. And if we fail, we place a barrier. We are a combat of seven. So seven on two, zero. And then our encounter card draw for the turn is an emerging deep one, which engages us and immediately attacks us because we're at a fully flooded location. We'll put the damage and the horror on Michael Lee. Okay, this suddenly got nasty. So we could... Evade the deep one, the emerging deep one. With Spectral Razor, we could one-shot the Ravager, and then we've got one action left, which would be to move to the Gilman House, and we would be punished for not being out of... The following time we go one, two, three, and we'd be at the railroad station. That seems legit to me, so I think we give that a go. So let's try and kill the Ravager first. We'll pay two to play Spectral Razor. We have five cards at the moment underneath Ravenous. So our willpower is six and our combat is seven. So adding those together is 13 against four. And let's exhaust Michael Lee to add a damage as well. Curse, 11 against four. Minus two, nine against four. That's four damage, three for the Spectral Razor, one for Michael Lee. Now evading or just stabbing the deep one doesn't make too much of a difference. We'd evade at a 6 on 1. We'd stab at a 7, 8 on 3. The reason for the evade is that there would be one enemy behind us, so deep one assault wouldn't bring any other enemies in. I think we do that. 6 on 1. Cultist, that's a pass. The emerging deep one is evaded. And last action, we move to the Gilman house. Joe Sargent is out of, of tickets. Both closed the circles are empty. We don't have a shortcut to get out of this flooded location or a scout ahead. So we take one damage and one horror at the end of our turn. I'll put these both on Michael Lee. He's got one and one left. And we have to discard two cards from our hand. I'll discard a leather coat and a lucky cigarette case. Enemy phase nothing. Upkeep, we draw. A scout ahead, here we go, and an art student. We go up to 11 resources with a 12th on the way, and we will devour... Oh, sorry, at the end of our turn, we should have devoured something. So I'll have devoured the enchanted blade out from underneath Ravenous. That was at the end of our turn, a card from underneath Ravenous. No, 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 I'll devour one of the closed circles and keep our stats full. Both closed circles are empty. And then we also now need to devour something from our hand, so I'll devour the art student. Does that make sense? Our stats have stayed at sixes across the board. We've not taken out anything from underneath Ravenous Uncontrolled Hunger. For the end of turn trigger, we lost the close the circle. And for the end of round trigger, we lost the art student we just drew. Mythos, we hit one of three doom. And our encounter card is the Innsmouth Look. We lose an intellect, we lose a sanity, and we gain the deep one trait. Well, that's okay where we're at now because we've got five left, so we've got four left now. I think we just take that rather than... Hmm, I'm going to pay one and ward it. Just in case we run into some kind of trouble, I can put the horror on Joe. He's got one and one left. And that one sanity might count. So let's pay one and play scout ahead. 
We moved to Saul Benelli. We moved to the little bookshop. Unfortunately, there's a barrier there. And I don't think there are like three triggered windows between moves. I could be wrong. It's not take three move actions. It's just move, move up to three times. Enemies that are not engage you. So the little bookshop is three shroud and a clue. Double action, draw the top card of the encounter deck to parlay. There's a free trigger here. If you control five or more keys, you can read flashback six. So we'll just get two moves out of Scout Ahead. I think that's still fine. We'll spend two clues to get rid of the barrier between this and the railroad station. And we'll spend, we don't need to spend any clues. We'll read flashback five. Uh, Six, sorry. The bell over the entrance to the little bookshop chimes as you jerk the door open. As expected, the interior is dark. Ever since your first week in town, the shop's been closed. It seems Joyce Little was not only its owner, but its only employee. Thankfully, picking the lock wasn't too difficult. I was thinking, why would we jerk the door open? You sneak between the dark, dusty shelves as you search for anything you can find about the esoteric order of Dagon. The shop is quiet and your tail hasn't followed you here. You spend some time perusing the dark, narrow rows of shelves until you come to a basement with a chain-locked door. There's no way you're getting that door open, but the answers you seek must lay beyond. Somehow you have to get in there. Just then, the beam of a flashlight shines through the front windows of the shop. Your tail is onto you. You flee out the back door, hoping to return another time. And the vision ends. You're back in the present, standing in what remains of the bookshop. Floodwaters have destroyed the shelving and rendered most of the books unreadable. However, from the corner of your eye, you notice the once-locked basement door is now ajar. You rush down the steps, splashing through water up to your knees. What you find is an assortment of scrolls and tomes, many in a runic, alien, yet strangely familiar language. Whatever this trove of knowledge is, it must pertain to the esoteric order of Dagon. You grab as much as you can find before escaping back into the flooded streets. We record the memory a followed lead, and any one of us can gain teachings of the order. Ooh, I don't know. Can I? Teaching of the order is permanent. Let me just check Susie's rules. Maybe she can't be taught. No permanence except story and signature permanence. This is a story permanent. It's funny, actually, that as well. Story permanence. Story cards are a type of card. Does it mean, actually, like a scenario permanent or a or a campaign permanent? I've been taking story to mean things related to the scenario, and then I've just looked up story in the rules, and, of course, story cards are... They're an avenue for additional narrative and typically appear in the reverse side of another scenario card. So, yeah. I'm going to assume that she can take it and someone can correct me if I'm wrong. Well done, Susie. You've gained teachings of the order. So this is a permanent. You can exhaust it and you can choose an effect you've not chosen this campaign. One is remove all curses. One is unflood a location. And one is defeat a non-elite enemy at your location. So they're all really great. First action, we did scout ahead, move twice. And then we've just done... Free trigger, clear a barrier, free trigger, um, parlay. Second action, move into the railroad station. No railroad now. B&M never went through and the branch line from Rowley was given up years ago. It's one shroud and no clues. It has a forced effect after you enter this location. If it's flooded, it is. Test agility two. If you fail, take a damage. Well, we can survive that. We're six on two. Zero. And then we have one action left, which is to resign. I'm pretty sure I'm not forgetting an action. Scout. Blink, blink, blink. Yeah. Wow. Um, Pretty awesome, I would say. As in, I'm really pleased with the outcome here. 
Let's flip the resolution and see where we go from there. After hours of fleeing, sneaking and hiding, you finally reach the abandoned railway station on the western edge of Innsmouth. The moment you see the two automobiles parked by the tracks, you break into a run. You're more than happy to leave this awful place behind. We can record that the investigators made it safely to their vehicles. You rush to safety, elated to be free of this hellish ordeal. But as you reach the vehicles, uncertainty swims in your mind. When you turn to face Agent Harper, she instantly recognises your expression. You understand now that you were hired to rescue her and that something went awry. You and Agent Dawson were captured and he was sacrificed to that thing in the tidal caverns. Now you and Agent Harper are safe and free to return to Boston. And yet, we can't just leave, Harper says aloud what you're thinking. Her brows are knit in frustration. I mean, look at all this, this devastation, these, these creatures. She motions to what remains of the flooded town of Innsmouth. We have to figure out what's really going on here, or... She trails off. You understand her meaning. If the tide is rising this quickly here, it could be happening along the eastern seaboard. Arkham, Boston, no city is safe. Worse yet, nobody would believe such a tall tale until it was too late. Whatever these creatures are, they are scheming something that could put the entire world in jeopardy. You cannot allow that to happen. I don't suppose you have Dawson's key, do you? Harper asks. You can't imagine you would, yet when you check your belongings you find a polished silver key among them. Dawson must have given it to you before his untimely end. You tie the key on the driver's side of the automobile, and it turns with an audible click. Well, would you look at that? Eager to be away, she starts her car. At the engine's shuddering ignition, your mind reels with sudden pain. A bright spot like the incandescent sun flares within your sight. Okay, so where to now, she asks, but you're barely able to register her words. The blinding flare grows larger and brighter. The rumbling of the engine drowns out all other side. The world spins. You fall to the ground, clutching your temples. Your entire head is on fire. You can hear Harper calling to you, but her voice is muffled, like she's deep underwater. Or perhaps you are. Your vision fades. All that is left is the roaring of the engine and the crashing of tumultuous sea waves. And then... Was Innsmouth consumed by the rising tide? No. We made it safely to our vehicles, and we earn victory X, but we don't spend it. So in column one, we've got a veep. In column two, we've got a veep. In column three, we've got two veep. In column four, we've got a veep, and there's no veep in column five. But we've also killed the Shoggoth for a sixth veep. And the victory zero, angry mob. We also gain two additional experience, which is nice. <laughs> and breathe. You hear me say that so often in this show. So what are we left with? We, Peter won't be able to expand experience, so I don't think it matters. But set aside, I have one mystic, one seeker. And then I've got another mystic, two guardian, and two seeker underneath Ravenous. So it would definitely be a seeker upgrade, three seeker. How many cards do we have left in deck? 13 left. That's pretty nice. I also took zero draw actions and zero resource actions when I played. Felt really like pure and we basically did the right route. I think the thing I've learned to do is to take the hits from enemies sometimes so that you can clear them and then move on. The one bit that was really touch and go was that Innsmouth Jail double enemy spawn but luckily we were so set up and we were so high statted that we could just like tear through them and run away. What's left in the deck? A Lone Wolf, a Spectral Razor, a Lena Harper, obviously, Toe to Machete, Overpower, a Shortcut, the Accursed Follower, Working a Hunch, another Flashlight, and another Reality Acid. Yeah, just felt 
really nice, basically. Really good. I'm really happy with that. It's really like a lovely return to to thing on your feet. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it. I hope it's interesting seeing it go. I I'm pretty confident that that is the best route. Certainly solo, you remove the minimum amount of barriers, and if all goes well, as you saw, I had so many clues at the end that I could just like clear a path where I needed one, and that's at the time when you need it cleared. So, yeah. Really chuffed with that. Hope you've enjoyed it. You can get in touch with me. I'm drawn to the flame podcast at gmail.com and I'm around the place. Obviously, if you're a patron, come and chat on Think on Our Feet if you've enjoyed that. I'd love to hear your feedback on the episode. And yeah, hope to catch you soon. Next up, it will be Peter flashing back to Devil Reef. So something to look forward to there. Thank you. Bye. Bye.